Welcome to the Best of Sales Skills Podcast, also known as the Boss Podcast. My name is Mark McGuinness. This podcast is all about new business conversations, how to have them and how to make them better. This week, we shine a light on a great BDR out of Sydney, Veronica Fernandez. Veronica has been able to take several well-known strategies and put them into practice daily to achieve great results. And Veronica has agreed to share her current cadence, how she's using various channels, things like video or things like content distribution, how she uses LinkedIn, um, all these sorts of things. So they're all. this is all super valuable for anyone on sales or anyone leading a sales team and wants to see what's working today in our region. Of special interest, nice and early, Veronica shares how she was hit by a bullet whilst working in Mexico. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. If you love this episode, can I please ask a simple favor? Can I ask that you share it with at least one other person who might find it valuable? You see, the more listeners we have, the more people we can help to be better at selling. And that's our goal. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Veronica, welcome to the Boss Podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to have you on too. So, but let's let's jump into something that's a bit off the wall. So in my preparation for this, I noticed you've got two things that you that are a bit weird. You know, like in 2015, you were hit by a stray bullet and <laughs> and you used to be the policy advisor to the Mexican ambassador. That's then unusual things. Tell us a little bit about those. <laughs> I know. Look, the first one, completely an accident, but oh my God. <laughs> yeah, completely an accident, but um, I was fine. Just got rushed to the hospital. And what I got from there is, there are going to be situations where stakes are high and you just have to keep calm and breathe and just get yourself through it. And then you can panic after when you're in a space. <laughs> so so what, what happened? Like were you just standing by a shooting range or something and a, and a bullet hit you? Like, tell us this little story. Okay. So um, I was actually, it was an accident. I was on the street in Mexico. I hate saying this because Mexico is not usually, it gets a bad rep, but it's not, it, this doesn't happen every day. Like it's not what you see on the news. Uh, but basically what happened is I was on the street and there were these currency management um, people getting some money out of an ATM and one of them tripped and he had the the um, finger on the trigger and he fired the gun and that hit me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's pretty poor firearm security. I know. I know. Yeah. But they were very, very happy to take feedback from me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet they were. So we've got that in common. I've actually been hit by a ricochet as well. When I was in the army, I got hit, hit on the knee and it went, in, went into my skin, but I didn't have to be rushed to hospital. So it sounds like yours was a lot worse than mine. Question mark. You didn't have to be rushed because you couldn't get rushed or did they, what happened? Uh, the bullet bounced off a sandbag and just lodged in my knee, but it was like a, uh, it was a bit gross. It's like a pimple, you know, like you could just squeeze, it was just under the skin. So we could just squeeze the lead projectile out and it was just like a hole. Like it, it didn't go any further into my skin, just underneath the skin and rested on in my knee. We just my squeezed it out. Oh my God, sorry for getting off the track with this, but <laughs> I had the same thing. So mine also bounced and it got lodged on the top of my skin. So I just mm -hmm. pulled it out. And that's why like I pull, I went to the bathroom, pulled it out, put it in my pocket 
And I was like, I don't know what this is. Because, like, it's actually deformed, you know, when it bounces off something yes. else. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, we can talk about this later. <laughs> we, we can. We can, join, we can join the Who's Been Shot Club. <laughs> So, and what about um, what about the ambassador piece for for the Mexican ambassador? So, I'm assuming yeah. that was in Mexico as well. No, so actually, I studied international relations as an undergrad, and I wanted to learn a little bit more of what um, was happening in the Middle East. And I thought I would apply for kind of like an, a placement in the Mexican embassy in Lebanon, and I did. So, I went there and I kind of lived there for five months. And I also wanted to know if I wanted to go through the diplomacy uh, road, which obviously I didn't. <laughs> and yeah, that's why I was um, advising him on that um, while I was there. So I lived in Lebanon for a little while. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's good. that's a great little, uh, not many people have got something, an, an interesting background like that. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, and, and today you're a, a BDR, so business development rep for Aircall. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. I'm a BDR at Aircall. Tell us a little bit about what, 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 do, you, what do you do at Aircall and, and what Aircall does, for those that don't know. Yeah, yeah. Look, Aircall is a cloud-based phone system that basically connects to all your business tools. And what we are in business for is to empower conversations and to make them richer. So when you get a prospect on the phone, what you want is to keep that prospect on the phone and have a conversation, right? So mm -hmm. we facilitate that. So um, what I do at Aircall, yes, I'm a BDR. That's what my contract says. But <laughs> what I see myself as doing and how I see myself as a BDR is I get every day to speak to business leaders, sales directors, heads of customer support, um, technology leaders to understand what their business is doing and see whether I could help them or not and help their team to have richer conversations. Hmm. And that's what I see myself doing because that what that's what adds value to my life as well. Yeah, it does. It certainly does. So uh, we might have to have a conversation after the end of the recording because I actually need an, uh, a VoIP supplier for my new business for sales development as a service. So let's... Woo. <laughs> podcast and a pro and a prospect all in one conversation. So, awesome. <laughs> so, Veronica, the reason I wanted to have you on today is because we've been sort of following each other and swapping messages on LinkedIn, and I really do love the way that you've got this. You've got such a, a and I can tell now listening, talking to you, you're so vibrant, but you've got a really vibrant approach on the way that you do your prospecting by the looks of it. You, you, you do lots and lots of different outreach. You seem to be very, very successful. And I thought that people would really get some value from hearing about how you're going about y your outreach today. So what I thought is if we could share that and explore some of that, that'd be, that'd be valuable for our listeners. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love that. Okay, so let's let's break pieces down. Like, what are you, what are you using? What channels are you using to to reach out to talk to your clients? But I guess we probably should start with who is it that you're reaching out to? Okay, so there are three people. I well, three and four people. I normally like ICPs. I normally reach out to. Mm -hmm. I reach out to sales leaders, yep. support because those are the ones who generally use the phone the most. Then I, use, I reach out to operations as well because they care about streamlining all tools and conversations across different teams. And obviously, technology gets involved. Normally, technology, they don't love um, calling. So I don't call them too much, but I use other um, channels with them. Okay. So yeah. 
So is that the chief technology officer or the head of IT or that sort of thing? Or Yes. Um, in some businesses, that would be the CTO. In other, It depends on the size. But yeah, the CTO normally heads of technology because mm-hmm. um, they manage te- technology more than the product of their kind of like their SaaS um, product. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is interesting already. So, so what channels would you use for sales, for the head of sales versus um, CTO? Like how, oh. how are they different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the head of sales, I generally, I like to call them because they will always appreciate a call and they're always interested to hear how people are opening calls or just um, doing discovery. I also love using videos with them. So so did you use that first, second, third? Like, to, Where do you use videos? So what I'll do is I'll use the first email, then I'll give them a call. Then sometimes I use a reply email on the second one, and then I would use a video on the third one. So instead of another email, I'll use a video. What would you say in the video? It kind of differs, but I would say something similar to my... So my first email is generally very personalized. Not that the rest of them aren't, but very particular to them and their case. Something Normally, sales leaders are very active on LinkedIn, so you can get nuggets out of it. And I notice you care about this or you're hiring. A lot of the triggers for us are they're hiring salespeople. So you're growing. How are you training your people? Is this something you're experiencing or not? So, And I'll talk about that on the video as, as well. I generally, on the video, to get their attention, I'll put their, their webpage as a background and I'll walk through the, I notice in your career page, and I'll walk through that, for example. Okay, so that's pretty cool. So you might say, look, I can see you've put a bunch of SDRs on or BDR, whatever, on, on the last six months. You know, how are you coaching their, their outbound quality, for example? Is that the sort of thing that you're talking about? Yes, it's like, how are you coaching them? How are you making sure that maybe they're doing the, the number of dials that you want them to do, but how are you making sure that they're saying the right things? Because one thing that I struggled, and that's the thing, I think it, I'm a bit of a um, cheater in the sense that we use Aircall every day, right? So I know how it helps me as a BDR. So it's quite easy to sell in that sense. So for example, I w- at the beginning, I was having a lot of phone calls, but I wasn't saying the right things. I wasn't asking the right questions. And that's where my VP and my manager started kind of like telling me, V, you start very well, but then you get off track. You never ask for a demo. Like I wasn't asking for a demo, Mark. <laughs> they were like, well, you never tried, not even once. I was like, well, I couldn't find the pain. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just like we've got off track here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, great. So you send a, a video third. So you've got call, you so email, call, reply email, video. What else do you use for sales leaders? Normally that and a lot of LinkedIn engagement. Okay. I do engage a lot on, on their content genuinely because I find it interesting and because it helps me. I also send them a lot of relevant, for example, your your newsletter, I'll send a screenshot and I'll be like, look, um, I know you have a team of BDRs. Uh, Mark recommended this. I think you would find it um, relevant. That's it. Okay. So, so just finding content to then engage. And so you're sending that via DM, are you, on, on LinkedIn? Sometimes, so if I'm connected to them, yes. Um, if I'm not connected to them, I send them via, um, via email. 
one thing that I do a lot is I do multi-touch. Okay. What does that mean? I know what it means, but just. Yes. So um, multi-touch, for example, if I called someone, they didn't pick up, right? So I'll leave them a message and I'll say, by now, you should have received an email from me. Well, hi, Mark. By now, you should have received an email from me. It contains an article that I feel you'll find insightful. I'd love to have a conversation around it. This is Veronica with Aircall. You don't have to give me a call back. That's it. And then I'll send a text on top of it. Right. Yeah, it seems too much, but I will send a text like with what you recommended. I'll send, um, hi, completely understand you're not picking up from a number you don't know. This is Veronica with Aircall and my phone number and my details. A lot of the times they call back straight away. Interesting. Why do you think that is? I think it is because that's what you do with friends. Yeah. You're not asking for anything. And also on the email, it's like, on the voicemail, it's like, you're not asking for them to call back. You're saying, I send you something. I think you will find it relevant. Have a look at it on your own time. Yeah. Okay. So how do you then tie that back to a conversation about air call? So if you've sent, you know, whatever it is, that piece of content via email and said, I think this will be valuable. Um, when they ring up and they've said, hey, thanks for the infographic or whatever it is, how do you then tie that tie that back into the conversation? Well, I generally say I'm guessing. So when I'm on the phone, I say, hi, Mark, look, I'm guessing you have a bunch of BDRs who are striving to have a multi-touch approach. How are they doing it currently? Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more how they use the phone on a daily basis? And he might say, oh, they just call. They make 35 calls. Okay. How many of those connect? I don't know. How many of those turn into a disco call? Uh, I don't know. How, how do I know? Well, if you had something like air call, you'd be able to track it. Okay. Would it help if you could track it? Yes, of course it would. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. I like it. So, you, so you're using emails, reply emails, video, text, voicemail. That's yes. great. Well done. I am also oh, using and LinkedIn. Sorry, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's something. That's something. LinkedIn. I think I know a lot of people talk about building your brand and uh, social selling, but so I, as you know, I come from Mexico, right? I came here. I didn't know anyone. Uh, Where you can I was get a, shot on the street, Mexico. Yeah. You can stand around and get shot. <laughs> well, I'm 32, still alive, you know. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So didn't know anyone, right? And the first job I got was out of LinkedIn because I would cold sell myself. So that's how I got my first job because I would write to people and I would I wouldn't say hi, can you give me a job? Of course not. That's ridiculous. But I would say. Hi, look, I love how you went from being a, from studying international relations into the tech space. Would you be open to have a conversation? And then when people get to know me, they love me and then they want to hire me. Of course. Kidding. <laughs> okay. So how does your outreach to the CTOs, so like the IT department, the tech department, differ from your outreach to the salespeople? Yeah. So uh, my outreach to the tech department is mainly emails. And I do. Why? Because they're generally very focused on their product. And they don't, first, they don't pick up from numbers they don't know, like usually, unless I get connected. So if I get a response and they say, hey, Veronica, thank you so much. We're looking at this in three months or in six months. 
Then I'll write a note and I'll put them in a nurture cadence. Mm-hmm. And Ergo has kind of like product updates every month or something. And I'll write something relevant to their case. So now we have single sign-on. I know this is generally important to um, tech leaders. Just wanted you to keep it on the radar. That's it. Or if I find a piece of information of like someone similar moving to the um, cloud or I, well, the AE signed a deal I brought in of a similar company moving to the cloud, I'll share that with them during those six months. Why? Because I don't want in six months to just be silent and then, hi, you told me to call you in six months. Who are you? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. So do many of your deals start with the CTO or do they generally start with the sales department? It's better if they start with the sales department because they're the ones experiencing the pain, right, in terms of phone calls. And so, yeah, the CTO, sometimes it's driven by the CTO, but it's very rare unless their contract is coming to an end. And how often you change telephony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. How often do you change? Your, yeah, like, no, but like normally it's at least one year, at least, but sometimes you have two, three years contract. So it's not very often that you're changing it. Yeah. Okay. So, so jumping out of the cadence, what does your pros- daily prospecting routine look like? Like how many pieces of outreach are you making? How, how many, how does it work? How do you process that? Yeah. So on the cadence, Mark, and I mm-hmm. don't, I'd like to take it a a little bit back, if that's okay. I'd like to speak about why we need a cadence. Okay. Why why is there a cadence in place? And how I see it is a cadence just gives you a rhythm and it tells you what you have to do every single day. And based on the results you get, then you can tweak it and then you can change it, right? Everyone knows this. But something that I struggled with at the beginning was I just wanted to get a demo out of a cadence. You're not going to get that. What you want is a reply. So the And that's how I see it. A cadence is for you to get a reply and to start a conversation. Do you agree or not? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's exactly what a cadence is for. Like I think that, you know, if you can focus on the conversation and then the quality of the conversation, that's going to give you the outcome. You know, um, if we're too focused on trying to get a demo, then we ask for a demo too quickly, in my opinion. And then... Nobody wants a demo. I don't want a demo of anything. Um, <laughs> I want whatever I think the product's going to give me and, path, and part of the pathway that I need to get there or the, or the software's going to give me is, is the demo as part of that. But in order for that to happen, I need to first have a conversation with somebody that, make, that shines a light on a pain that I've got or shows me a better way of doing things mm. or an easier way or some, another way that's going to make me more money or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, and that was my point. I was focusing a lot on getting a demo because that's your target, right? Mm -hmm. And getting Mm -hmm. a qualified demo. But then when I started focusing on, okay, so I prospect every day and I prospect around 40 minutes, 40 minutes every day. And by, can we just get straight on one, on what the term prospect, what does it mean to you? If I can ask. So prospecting is, is the art of trying to start new conversations to drive new business. Okay. Okay. You know, so so prospecting could be phone calls. It could be sending, you know, LinkedIn messages. It could be, you know, conducting a cadence. So to your point, multi-touch. If your phone, video, voice message, text message, email, I think you sent the email first, but anyway, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. that's prospecting. 
Okay. Yeah. No. So the, then let me rephrase what I said. Because my understanding of prospecting is like looking for hunting new businesses. Uh-huh. That's why I said 40 minutes every so day. So that's your research. That's my research. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So my research, I spend around 40 minutes every day to find like, perfect. I love these accounts. You know, I want to get them. And then prospecting, obviously, I spend way more, right? Because I might spend a couple of hours doing phone calls. And that doesn't mean I'll I'll be two hours speaking on the phone, obviously. It's dials. Yep. And then if I strike a good conversation, that's sweet. And then 30 minutes sending emails, probably in the morning, then in the afternoon. I do both in the morning and afternoon. And to do videos, I can get probably six, seven videos in an hour. Okay. So how many new accounts do you think you'd be chasing every day? Is it two, five, Uh, 35? Probably five, three to five, three to five accounts um, every day. That's what we strive for. But I guess every every business is different. Mm. Um, What I think, and this is something I want to touch on, Mark, if you allow me on the cadence, we care about being very personal, right? Because if you see the number of emails that have, they have been going up like massively. So obviously prospects are getting so such a bunch of emails every day, every day that it's overwhelming them. But you can personalize quite easily if you know your triggers. So for example, as I said, for me, is if they're hiring customer success, account executives, BDRs, that's a trigger. And if that is happening across five companies, then I can use that same video for those five companies because it's personal. They're all hiring. So I can use the same email. I see that you're hiring. I see that you're using this piece of software. How are you having conversations with customers on the phone, et cetera, et cetera. And I can insert that video on those five accounts. And so you, so you don't use, so you wouldn't use the name. So instead you wouldn't say, hey, Mark. Not on the video. So sometimes I would. But sometimes if I would use it in the in the body of the email, so hi, Mark, I notice X, Y, Z, and then the video. Mm. Okay. That's Do you think this can help you? I know it's better if you say hi, Mark, in the video, but at the same time, it is relevant to them. You know, I am looking for accounts that have those triggers, so... Interesting. Yeah. And and what sort of response rates do you get from those? Those quite high, to be honest. My my videos get a lot of responses. Sometimes they say, "Look, Veronica, this is not relevant. This is something as well. I don't know if you find it." So sometimes they'll respond to you, and their phone number is there. Obviously, I pick up the phone. Right. So they respond and say, "Not not now. Not interested. Thanks, yeah. but no." And I'll pick up the phone and I'll say, "And what do you say?" Well, I say, hi, Mark. Look, I just received your email. Thank you so much for responding. Look, I completely understand you're not interested. Is it because you're all set? Do you have a phone system in place or was my message completely off the mark? Love it. That's it. it. Veronica, this is awesome. Um, There's so many things here that in some ways I think we already know, and I don't mean that in the back, but we've probably heard all of these on different sorts of podcasts and here you are putting it into play. I think that's fantastic. It's it's testament to your to your work ethic. What, what if people were listening to this and they just thought of one thing? What what would be the one thing that you you would say to people should go and do to be better at, at outreach? Hi, oh, Mark. Of the things I said, I'd say LinkedIn. Ooh. A lot of people fear putting themselves out there, commenting, 
posting something of their everyday life. They, they, we fear judgment because we say if we say something that's wrong or that's not relevant, we're going to be judged by it. But the truth is my team, all of us, we have gotten people. So we do outbound, right? But we have gotten people reaching out asking if they can have a look at Aircall because of what we do. It's not a bunch of people, but maybe you get a, a, a tiny percentage of your target every month out of that. And that's so worth, like it, it gives you a sense of what I'm doing is right. You know, I'm not always have to be chase, be the one chasing. Yeah. So it's consistent, yeah. consistently being there, you know, gives you little drips and drabs of inbound yes. uh, and reinforces your message. Look at how, I, that's, that's great. Veronica, if people are listening to this, are you interested in connecting with, with people on LinkedIn or, you know, can people reach out to you? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, totally. I always like engaging with new people and, yeah, just having conversations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll make sure that I put your LinkedIn profile and the Aircall website in the show notes for this week. Veronica, thanks for coming on to the Boss Podcast and sharing your prospecting secrets. Thank you so much, Mark. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. Thank you. 